there's a couple of directors in the big leagues that while he's well known for his famous things, a lot of people in Miami don't want to work with him because he's just rude. No names will be called because I do want to work with one of your movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work with you, but I've heard about you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Camera Department Podcast. My name is John, a focus puller from Miami, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hola. And we look forward to hearing stories from you guys from our industry. To get involved in the conversation, make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. You can also join the conversation over at our Instagram, at the Camera Department Podcast. Link in the description. So today, we're going to start off with uh, talking about some gear, like we do on every episode here. Um, it's only been five episodes, John. Hey. Hey, <laughs> so far it's been every episode except for number one. But that is true. Yeah, we'll continue that. Um, so today is uh, is probably one of our main tools that we use is uh, is our follow focuses. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Gear Talk. We're going to be talking about digital and manual follow focus. We were just talking with John and how John doesn't like using manual follow focus. He likes using digital. Correct. What is... Well, basically, what we call a fizz, focus, eye, resume, hand unit. And that's basically for those who are newbies and are green and those who are not in our industry. Basically, what we use that for is exactly what it sounds for. It sounds like fizz, focus, eye, resume. It's motorized wireless motors that we put on the camera to control the focus, the iris, and the zoom when there is zoom. And three things not three things but like the the main brands or the main um yeah the big boys in the the big boys in the game first one on the list oh, that's the the butter the, the yeah the one we all want but no. we can afford <laughs> no. and production will never won't ever rent <laughs> no no yeah it's, it's definitely not worth buying uh at least for for us um and the fizz that we're talking about here is the preston the preston yeah you know, the one you used on I Am Frankie that you didn't yes. let no one else touch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Preston is a, is a nice little bad boy. I like the new the new Preston the that new they came one. out. I haven't seen it. it. Is... I've been wanting to go to NAB just to go and put, get my hands on it. Because, I mean, I, I believe the price point for that Preston's in the... 20000 30000 Well, for the hand unit. But as a complete kit with three motors and all the cables and all the trimmings, you're talking about at least $40,000, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I know that on... There's a couple jobs, but more, um, I think, series and features. There's jobs where it's series and features that they request you to have a Preston as part of the kit. Oh, so no if you have a Tilta, if you have an RT Motion or anything else. They won't like, even consider you for the job? No, they want Prestons. And, of course, they want it to be part of your kit so they don't have to pay so much. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, sometimes I, I, I guess I agree with that because... The Preston is just, you know, out of this, out of this world. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you, it's so reliable. Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, in those, in the show that I shot with it, um, the two seasons with it about, let's say a hundred and something days that I had it, I might've had one issue with it and it was such a, it was easy, your fault. Yeah. And it was my fault. Yeah. It was just like a channel change on the, on mm. the, on the transmitter. And it was easily fixed. It wasn't, you know, there's no no menus to go through. You know, the menu that I, that the hand unit has, it's it's 
small, really quick to 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 navigate through. Um, so definitely, Preston is doing some some beautiful things. I haven't been able to play with the new the new one, no. the new hand unit, um, but it looks more like the Ari yeah. um, hand unit. Um, I'm not sure what extra features it has. You know, if Preston wants to send us over one, we, <laughs> like we said on our other episodes, we're more than happy to test it out for you guys. Um, but yeah, that's that that thing is is a beast. It, but it's a testament to its build because it is very well engineered engineered yeah. it's, it's just beautiful i've every time i've used it i've never had a problem with it ever so i mean how long has preston been around he's been around for a while they're one they, of the they're, originals they're the originals i would say they're the originals and like you were mentioning the wcu4 from ari i remember that one when i went to nav and they were introducing it and that was really nice and i think for that one i think it's the the best of both worlds you know, okay. I prefer the present because of the feel and the smoothness that it has, and the and and the accuracy. Mm-hmm. But not all the jobs want to pay for because the kit rental for that is about I think like three fifty to four hundred in that bar park. I, yeah. don't, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but the Ari, it's in more of a, an accessible um rate range, which is I want to say like two to fifty, depending how many motors you give. Yeah, I think it's more in the two fifty to three hundred range. Yeah, rental. Um, yeah. And the thing is, the price point for the purchase it depends again how much you spend. Somewhere between twenty five and thirty two thousand dollars. But what I like about it, especially, I mean, majority of the jobs that I work on, believe it or not, are Aries. Yeah. So you work a lot with with uh, the, the minis. The minis. And, yeah. and it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, that's that's the the beautiful thing about the the WC four. The WC four is how how you can control the the, the camera. Alexa camera. It's, you it's, can control the. Yeah, you can control the iris. The you ND. Can control the the ND. The you iris. Can control the the. The frame rate. The you can change rate. settings on it, and you know. Yeah. And you have your preset buttons that you can have. You know, it, dude, it's the the way that they designed it is the easiest thing. I mean. Their first AC never has to get out of his chair. Which is true, and I like that. Yeah. When you have a great second. Yeah. I know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely, I think it's one of the better of both worlds where it's not that expensive. It's not cheap either. It's, it's not. It's already made, so you know it's good quality. And you just have all those functions that you don't have to be running to the camera every single time. So that when you're doing um, um, process trader or you're doing um, Russian arm stuff. Yeah. You control everything within that hand unit. The yeah. Preston, I don't know. I think the, the second, the pre, the new Preston might be able to do, do all those all camera also, settings. But I haven't, I haven't really yeah. seen that. But yeah, that's the that unit is is just you know very well built. I mean, mm. it has where you can tension the the focus wheel, you know, yeah. to give yourself a little bit more tension if you want. Um, I mean, the battery life on it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You can go, you can go a full day and never have to change out your battery. I think it's. With the WC4, again, like I said, it's great for the Ari. You don't have the same functions and usage for the red, but it's Correct. still a good autofocus. When you we, what's good about also the these cameras nowadays, like, um, like the red and the Ari, you can have you have your little iPhone app that you can. I know red has full control, and then Ari has their own web base. Yes, so you can just log into the camera and. Or you can connect the camera to your Wi-Fi network, and anyone can control the camera. You can have your DP control, you know, whatever you want. 
So all those little features are great. They kind of work the same as, you know, the hand units. But there is a delay. And sometimes you have connectivity issues. Yeah, I've I found a better uh, uh, a better way of doing that with your phone is connecting it to um, to your Wi-Fi that you have in like if you're in a studio. Obviously, if you're outside, you're you know you're shit out of luck. You better you better be close to the camera or you <laughs> won't be able to control it. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that it has those functions. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I I think for when you get the opportunity to use a Preston, it's great. Yeah. But like you said, you used it on this um, two seasons of the show and it, it worked yeah. and that's why i think most people who do long episodic work or who do long features they request those because they know they're sturdy and they know they're last and they know there's not going to be that much bugs in it yeah and then you and then you jump into the to the other um level of follow focuses or fizz um and then you have your rt motion your rt, RT motion, motion is probably your 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 next step down of um, wireless follow focus and I've heard great things about it. I've worked with it a lot. Um, and I've also heard bad things where, you know, people are pulling focus and all of a sudden a knob falls off. I don't know how, you know, much that is the fault of RT Motion. You know, it could have been... A- um, that per- Well, the price range for the RT Motion is about, I want to say 8 to 12, depending yeah. on how many motors and cables you get. Yeah. It, is, it is a good. I've used it many times. And believe it or not, even though it's a higher price range hand unit i prefer to use the tilta over the rt motion the okay. tilta tilta the nucleus yeah that's 1200 bucks yeah yeah you can't beat the 12 i mean i think i have i personally own the tilta and i know you do also yeah. and i personally spent it was about maybe i don't know if i want to say this because people are going to get upset once <laughs> um but for the price that that i pay for with you know i I think I bought an extra two cables of each, you mm-hmm. know, just to make sure I had a backup of everything. Um, plus the case and everything, I, you know, I didn't spend anywhere close to an RT motion. No, definitely not. And I got two motors with it, you know, so, and I, and then I also eventually down the line, I purchased the, the Nucleus. Nano. The Nano. And that thing is, you know, comes with a little motor, which is perfect for the Iris because it's something you're never going to need torque for. So right there, I just built my kit of three motors for yeah for less for very little a lot less than what you pay for an RT motion yeah. or or what you pay for one motor in yeah. an RT motion. I mean, so, there's been some drawbacks. I'm not gonna say it's yes, a perfect yes. um, hand unit, but for majority of the jobs that I know I do, it's perfect and it's always great to get a kit uh, kit rental out of it. I remember I was doing a feature with one of our friends. That was the second AC, and, and Andres was the first. And I believe he had, what did he have? I forgot what hand unit he had, but we only had one motor. So while, no, we had two motors. So while he was pulling focus, I was controlling the iris on the, on on the hand unit. And I was literally like, I've basically hugged on top of him. And it was a moving shot because we were going from indoors to outdoor through a narrow pathway. Yeah. And then through the doors. So I was literally on <laughs> the entire way. So sometimes it's good because the tilta you could separate yourself, yeah, from um, the the main hand unit and give a person the nano, and he controls the iris. Correct. For a fraction, like one fourth of the price of an RT motion. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the price range on both are are totally. 
I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah. What I do like about the RT Motion, what they're doing now, since they joined up Teradek. with, with Teradek, um, is, you know, you have your your measurements on your screen. You know, if you have a small yeah. HD screen, you, you have, you, I think, believe you have to have a cable. It's not a wireless thing. Um, you connect the cable to your, your hand unit, and you can see your distance on your actual screen instead of having to And then down. also, with the Cine 7, is it? Mm-hmm. Does able to transmit the same measurement of the lens on to your screen? Correct. So you don't have to be looking down to, to your un- hand unit. Yeah, yeah. The only drawback is you have to have you have to be in that whole ecosystem of RT Motion and Teradek, yeah. and you know, which I mean, if you start off with either or, you know, they're they're great. The 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 RT Motion is a great hand unit, and the monitors, like we were saying on the last episode, are amazing monitors. So, yeah. You know. But I think I, I honestly as as you're speaking about it, I see RT motion go hand in hand with the red. Because yeah, that's yeah, what they have a lot more accessories for the red than for anything else. Yeah. Um I don't think they have accessories for, for Ari. No. Yeah, they have their their side their side plate that becomes a, yeah. a, a side module. Yeah. So that's you know, it connects directly to the camera. There's no extra cables or anything like that, except for the cables to the motors. Um, so that's those are they have a lot more options than you know than your um, than your nucleus. You know, your nucleus is pretty much just you know cables to the motor and then you can control your your run stop. Um, but that's pretty much all the control you have that. But it's still a great unit um, for the especially for the price range. Yeah. Um, what about hand units? I mean hand units. Sorry, uh, manual follow focus. I know you're not accustomed to it, but it's also good to know and good to have. Absolutely, I, I definitely, I definitely agree that we should have, you should have a, a good sense of both because you're, you never know when you're not. <laughs> your gonna battery's gonna run out, or you're, there's a lot of in- interference. Yeah, or or production just doesn't have the money to to rent it. Yeah, I mean, a, a rental on a on a manual follow focus is fifty to hundred bucks maybe. Um, so Depending how many days. Day exactly. rentals, week day, three day week rentals, or something, anything like that. Yeah. I did a feature recently, and the budget was low, no surprise. And they didn't have a wireless follow focus, so they gave me a manual one. Luckily, it was an Ari. Um, I think it was. I forget. I know there's FF fours and FF ones. Yeah, there's a lot of different. It's a one single sided yeah. Ari. <laughs> I haven't used one, and that's I think it is. It, it's we get so accustomed to the digital world, you know, being separate, being away from the camera. Yeah. That one we don't have the, the what we're used to, like the follow focus, wireless follow focus. Um, I remember I was pulling focus. I didn't get a prep for that job, so this first day of shooting was the first day I actually met everybody. And the follow focus was on the smart side next to the DP. And I didn't feel comfortable DP operating. He had a EVF and a monitor. So I would be operating from the smart side. Yeah. For me, it's just like... A little uh, too close. One, too close. And two is like a, a brain buster because you're like, wait, you're fighting the direction because I prefer shooting from the dumb side than the smart side. So then I remember first take... I mean, first scene, we did two, three takes. I was like, it was, it was soft. It was soft. So I kept going against my brain, you know, like go left. No, you go right, go left, go right. I switched to the other side because I'm used to it. And I was having the same problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about the, 
you know the the fizz is that you can change the direction of your yeah because i personally myself pull opposite i don't pull on on the the measurements i pull off of you know subjects so i pull i pull backwards so you know a lot of times when i'm working with another scene i have them come in just for you know a quick little rehearsal or something like that so i can go to the bathroom um they're like oh shit hold on what what, what am i doing what am i doing you know because it, it's it's different it's different yeah. for a lot of people and i i just become accustomed to it just because of the way that i used to pull when i first started i you know i never really had a chance to get marks it was a lot of running gun stuff so I had to pull off the monitor and, you know, and everything had to be sharp. I, I couldn't see distances, you know, or I couldn't be on with the operator. Yeah. And then long, just to make the, short, the story shorter, I finally realized that I was, um, it's just not flipping to the other side. I had to literally turn the mortar in reverse okay. and inverse to get it exactly to where I needed it to be. But I haven't used a, a manual follow focus in prior to this many years yeah. i want to say yeah, since six you own, since you own your own yeah you... at least six years i haven't used a minor follow focus yeah. minor follow focus you know and i was like man i was dying but i shot it through the well 99 percent of the movie one day i did bring in my follow focus yeah. <laughs> i didn't want to be near anybody it's probably the last day huh mm, no, no 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 it. close no? to it was oh, close okay. to it yeah and it's nice. Well, and, and and as I said, Ari makes great follow hand man, manual follow focus systems. Red Rock made some, but I don't really recommend them because there's always going to be a bigger play. Yeah. Tilto makes Tilto makes some good ones. Yeah. You know, and there's another company. I think uh, Bright Tangerine might make. Bright Tangerine yeah. makes makes good. I'm not stuff sure too. how good theirs are. I've never really worked with any of their gear except for maybe their map box, but. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely Ari is, is up there. I mean, they're yeah. the originals, so... Um, and they're pricey. They, uh, they are. The, 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 the Ari purchase, ones, they're, correct, part, yeah. they're, they're more expensive than the Delta Nucleus. Yeah. They, but they're well-crafted. Yeah, and you, you, like you, like you were saying, you really don't have a lot of play, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're pulling. So, you know, any little inch that you move, you're going to move that lens. Yeah, it's very precise. Yeah. So... Of course, uh, you could see that John prefers digital versus manual. Yeah. But as an AC, it's very important to know both because there's always going to be that one day, one production where they don't have it and you need to know how to pull. Because yeah. you imagine pulling off the barrel. For a scene, for a take or whatever, fine. But a whole entire day, you're going to be moving so much the lens that you're going to cause motion to the DPs. Yeah. camera movements and one thing that i've that i found that helps me and i mean i'm sure it helps everybody but since i don't pull very often with you know a man of autofocus is i get my marks yeah if i have my marks and i know where to go on the then it's there's no you're not using your brain anymore you're you're relying on your marks and and for your talent to hit hit their marks mm. so but that's a different story for a different yeah episode yeah. it's another yeah so just a, a, a quick uh review preston that's a uh, top WCU4 from Ari. RT motion. motion. And then you have your the nucleus. Your I remember coming in the business when I started, we were using the Bartek. Oh, that's right. The, the Bartek. Bar I've used that a couple times. Haven't they? I know they went from analog to digital um, at some point when I started. Um, but I haven't really seen the Bartek around. Not anymore. But since the RT motion came out, 
is what knocked out the bar tech because they were similar in price range. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot more functionality with, with the RT, the RT motion, motion than a bar tech, but the bar tech could take beatings. You know how many times I dropped a hand unit? <laughs> I'm not proud to say it, but I dropped it a few you times. You want to say what rental house you got those from? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's those are those are four great, you know, great hand units that you can work with and and you know what? Uh, if you have any other opinions of any follow focuses that you've worked with that you feel we should try out or look into, um, you know, just uh, send us a message on our Instagram at the camera department podcast. Hey, listeners, this is Ryan from Film Filter Tags. We are a family owned business who specializes in filter tags, Pelican nameplates, and much more. Pass by our website, filmfiltertags.com, and customize your tags today. If you don't see anything you like, just contact us and we'll help you out. Now, for a limited time, we are offering a 10% off for the Camera Department Podcast listeners. All you have to do is use the code TCDP10 at checkout. So today on our main topic, we're going to be talking about on set, your first day on set. What's, Alex, what is the first thing you do when you get to set? Look for breakfast. Look for breakfast. You know what? That's that's sounds about right because that's, I mean... You guys can all listen to the other episodes, and I mean, there's at least one point in every episode he talks about food, so it makes sense that you go for the food. And I'll be honest, that's probably one of the first things I do. Also, um, I don't unload any of my gear. I get off my van, go have some breakfast. Then I find out what we're gonna do, where we're gonna shoot, where should I set up, and then starts my day. Yeah. How what? do you get your day started? After breakfast, pretty much just like what you said, I just look for the location, talk to DP, and see what, what's coming up first. Look for a, a rundown or a storyboards, depending on what job we're doing, yeah. and go from there. Usually try to build. Well, if I have a prep, the camera's already built. If I don't have a prep, then I got it. I know I had to speed up more than, than anything else. And then also communicate with my second. God willing, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> Not very often. Not very often. But when we do, you want to make sure that all the batteries are ready to go, you know, and they're charged and everything. Just pretty much start starting up my cart, organize and making sure I already have a battery station set up and, and things like that. Sticks, make sure just have them ready because they're going to call for it and you don't want to, you don't want them to be like, give me five more minutes, you know? Yeah. Do you like to set up your batteries on your cart um, as your charging station or do you like just putting them you know, somewhere on the wall or, you know, and letting your second AC. It's always going to be different depending on the job, you know, but when I have a second, I let them take care of that. That's one of their main responsibilities as a second to make sure that the batteries are charging and that we have a station set up for that because we have camera batteries. We have um, fizz unit batteries, monitor batteries sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. You know, um, so we want to make sure we have all those charging because those sucker bleed fast. Yeah, definitely. If you don't have your, if your second AC does not have a, have a battery station, you're you're in for a long day. Yeah. Now let me ask you another question. What, what can you say about set etiquette? Set etiquette, I think, is a very important thing we could we could discuss on and spend an entire day talking about it. Um, one of the things that um, key things of set etiquette, being on time. Uh, yeah, and what's being on time for you? Being there 
before um breakfast time breakfast time so you're because if call time is 7 a.m and breakfast run time is 6 30 try to get there sooner than later you know there's moments where i do get there let's say 6 55 yeah i'm cutting it too close but i have to eat so much i have to eat quick because i prefer eating and making sure i have substance in my stomach than not eating and then running around for a couple hours because that's when things just the storm starts because right on the clock ad's calling and guys we're in we're in and we can't be you know just yeah we can't be walking around and having breakfast no. when uh when call time and i've done that too i've i've come onto set you know five minutes ten minutes before and i noticed my day is not as smooth as yeah as i want it to be just because you're you're in a way you're trying to play catch-up yes you know? And that's in in the in the AC world trying to play catch up is I mean unless we have some downtime then whatever it's not a big deal but usually when if we're on a commercial we're not shooting one commercial we're shooting multiple, multiple commercials multiple commercials in one day so we're using those twelve hours to to shoot everything so and then also depends on the production because you and I both know some productions that we both worked on where you walk onto set. And you know your first shot isn't to four hours from that point. <laughs> so if call time is eight, you show up at eight and you're having breakfast at eight, but because Yeah, because you know you know you're not starting for another two hours. Yeah, yeah we've been at least. Those, uh, at least. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. So that's why one of the best things to always remember set etiquettes, because you're being paid to be there for a certain amount of time and when you show up past your call time, you're you're playing catch up and it's not the greatest feeling. Yeah. Now let me ask you something else. Dealing with etiquette, do you go around and introduce yourself to the the cast and the crew, it, or do you just kind of take care of your own job um, before you, you know, if I'm there late, I am to myself and just trying to get things back up and um and going. But if I arrive there on time, you know, it gives me the opportunity to talk to people, to see who's doing what. Because if it's a when it's a music video, it's always a weird crowd or not a weird crowd but like an like an odd yeah i feel like they pull they pull people from different every different every direction every different group yeah whereas a commercial i think it's more familiarized and more structured and more okay i get it you know so it's always i I, it is important to especially your dp i think that's one of the first people you go talk to and then you find out okay who's the second um ad who's the deep who is the director who, if there's a scripty, you know, and you start going down the list, but you just, it's majority in Miami, you already know who you're working with and you start saying hi, unless there are new and upcoming crew members, like yeah. directors and stuff like that. And the thing about being on time, just we live in Miami where, where traffic is not as bad as LA, but it's getting there. Yeah. It's close to it. It's I mean, I've never driven in LA traffic, especially oh. for a job. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's, and nerve-wracking and it's horrible 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 respect to the la people yeah how many hours do you think they have to get up before before mm. call time i want to say two to three hours more earlier yeah that's i mean for myself i've i've gotten up out of bed and i usually try to get if my you know breakfast is at six thirty, you know i'm trying to i try to leave the house by six yeah you know? and it depends where location is yeah. i usually the thing is sometimes if production sends you the call sheet and all the information earlier in the afternoon than at 10 o'clock at night, 
I know how to measure my time in the morning. Okay, call, call is 7, breakfast is 6.30. So I want to leave my house around 5.30 to give myself an hour to yeah. get there just in case. Yeah, and there's um, there's some tools that I use um, with uh, Google Maps. Yeah. Google Maps and I believe Waze has where you can enter in your address of the, your location and tell it what time uh, you have to be there. And it'll give you an approximate time of the time you should leave your house. Hmm. So I've used that a couple of times, you know, especially if it's a location that I don't know, or it's, you know, a little bit farther than, than I've traveled before. Um, so those are great tools that you can, that you can use, you know, especially if you get your, your call sheet at midnight, you know, and you're almost already sleeping. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of those. And then you wake up very early and then you see the call time is noon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of those noon <laughs> call times, man. No, I'm not a fan. I'd rather get my day started early. Early. And I mean, when I was on the on the show, I think our call time was seven. seven. Was seven. I was like, man, why can't you guys just move this to six so we don't have to deal with traffic? Yeah. And going we, in and going yeah, out, and we can leave, you know, at a decent time so I can get home. And you know, I'm sure all the other crew members, kind of who have kids and families, wanted the same thing. You know, get home and you know, be able to enjoy your family. Yeah. Um, another topic I want to talk to you about is walkie talkies. Yeah. What's your etiquette with walkie talkies? Because sometimes I've heard people, um, they just, you know, yell into a walkie talkie and, you know, half the time you don't even hear what they say. <laughs> um, so what's your, what's, what's your advice to I, any, any people? Well, try to find out where everyone is on the channels and most DPs do use walkies because they need to communicate between, um, grip and lighting. And, and the camera, and camera department. So those DPs who do wear walkies, and if it's of course a big set, much respect because sometimes you don't know what's going on because you're you and I are keeping on channel seven. Yeah. And DPs like, okay, we're going here now, we're going this and this and that, and we never really got the call or the notification. So those DPs who wear walkies, much love. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with a couple of DPs that don't. That they, and that's fine. They I mean, will not wear. And it's yeah, you're right. It's fine. It's you know, I feel personally myself that the walkie is probably one of our. It's a great tool on set. Yeah. Because when you don't have it, you realize how much harder it is. Because if your DPs, yeah, your DPs, you know, whatever in the other room or something like that, you got to walk over to the other room and speak to him and yeah. you know. Or even when you, as a first, you move along with the DP. We have your camera and your, you know, your 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 ditty bag, your run bag, and your lens is in the camera. And then you forgot something somewhere else. What are you gonna do? Call your second? Yeah. Through the phone, and if he doesn't have the phone. Yeah. No, no, and and I mean the communication phone, wise, the phone is is a big issue sometimes that I think yeah. we were talking about with Danny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we got to stop throwing Danny's name out here because <laughs> Danny's going to show up one day to his podcast and he's going to destroy us. So I, I don't know if we should continue this, but, you know, but yes, that like if you're on the phone, if you're calling your, your second on a phone, you know, it's a lot longer than producers don't like that. No. So it's like because it, it looks to them like you're on your phone just, you know, eating shit. So. Yeah. And then also, like, sometimes you have to step away. It could be craft. It could be the bathroom. It could be, oh, I, I need to get something from the camera truck or something. You know, you step away for 10 seconds. That's when people look for you. Yeah. It's easier for them to, hey, anybody has eyes on the first versus where's the first? Where's the first? I don't know. He was just there. You know, those last, I did actually did a job last week. You know, 
social distance and all. <laughs> we lost the studio manager. 15 minutes went by, we couldn't find him. Oh, wow. There was no walkies. They kept calling and everything, and just the call wasn't going through. But with walkies, it's just more direct. So it's important to, one of the first things, like I said, when you get to set is, yeah, you get breakfast, you start loading your carts and everything, but get wired up. Getting your getting your earpiece and surveillance earpiece and stuff like that. So that once things start rolling, you know exactly where you have to be and what you need to have. One of the things about set etiquettes that people forget is that every day is a new day. Yeah. You know, if you come to set with something that happened the night before, you fought with your wife. Um, you fought with your wife or your or your mom told you off or something like that, you know, or someone someone's in the hospital. And you bring all that to set, it's just going to change your focus. It's going to change your attitude. It's going to change your mood. I think people need to remember that when you're on set and you're being hired for a job, you're being hired to do that job, not to bring your baggage from home. Yep. So I think that's something that we need. We should remember. You come to set, it's a new day. Whatever happened at home or anything, leave it at home and focus on the task. Yeah, and it goes both ways because, I mean, you're going to have days where, I mean... You know, one of the topics that we talk about is horror stories on, on set. Yeah. You're going to have bad days, you know. But those are things you shouldn't take home. Just like when you have issues at home, you shouldn't take them to set. Because like Alex said, we're, we're, we're getting paid for this. Yeah. You know, as fun as it is and, and as creative as we can be, you know, it's it's somewhere. it's We're getting paid, so we need to, you know, be on our A game. Yeah. I've seen on several instances where couples work together and live together end up um, arguing pretty pretty bad on set there was an instance when it was I want to say the per was it one of the production the production coordinator and I want to say a key PA arguing is this on one of the jobs that we worked on that we didn't <laughs> we didn't start to you know, four or five in we're okay. not going to talk about it but they yeah. were okay. they were going at it and I was like yeah I remember those I'm like Wait, they have to be together because there's no way a PA is going to be so disrespectful to a production coordinator. And I was like, man, who knows what happened last night? Yeah, yeah you they, know? they have history. And then there's also, I remember another instance when it was the UPM, one of the producers, going at it. And I was like, wow, you know, that's just weird the way he's talking to her. Very aggressive and nasty. I'm like, something happened last night. Or there's a pass or something. Yeah. It was just really rude and wrong. And I was just like, that's just so weird. Why would you be so disrespectful? One to a woman, but also someone to someone who's over you. No, or, or, or period to anybody. Yeah. yeah. And what happened is whatever happened in their past relationship or whatever, they brought it onto set. Yeah. You know, and that's something that happens more often than not. We have a bad day. Someone gets on our nerves the, the morning of. I'm annoying. I know that. Yeah, just a little. Just a little, you know. I got annoyed in the morning. <laughs> but then some people carry that the whole entire day and they just take it out. I'm like, dude, let it go. You know, yeah, that's why... I've, I've, uh, I've, I've worked on sets. I mean, the show that I worked on a couple years ago, um, we had a, an AD that she was just... I mean, she would get on the walkie and she would just start screaming. Where's this? Where's that? Where's it? So what does it do? It puts the mood down. It does. Everyone that's working with you, you know, and you start, you just don't want to, you don't want to go the extra mile for this person. No. You know, and we had a director that I've worked, that we worked with on, on, you know, a project before also that 
we just it was there was no respect towards the director because the director didn't treat us like we were worth anything so it was yeah you know that's definitely one thing with with set etiquette is the way you speak to people is very important i mean we should all i mean we're all doing something that we love we should all respect each other and you know if you don't agree with something hey you know just yeah. talk about it there's a meme that tom hardy has that goes around not that he has but someone that made you know it's like he's he treats the same respect to the ceo as he does as a janitor yeah you know because at the end of the day just like the start of the day we're all humans and every lives matter doesn't matter if you're the executive producer of a series or anything and you're just a pa you know or an intern <laughs> yeah. you treat everyone with respect and everyone will treat you back with respect there's a couple of directors in the big leagues that while he's well known for his famous things a lot of people in Miami don't want to work with him because he's just rude. No names will be called because I do want to work with one of your movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work with you, but I've heard about you. Yeah. You know, that's why you should always mind your manners and hold your temper. Yeah. If you need to walk away, then do so. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, that makes you the bigger person at the end of the day. Like, if you sit there and you argue, argue in front of the whole crew, I mean, no one's going to respect you. Yeah. I was I was talking about that recently because these two it was the it was the AD and the production manager were going at it like going at it saying nasty things to each other and then the end they just started laughing and like dude so you just pretty much this guy just did a show for nothing and kind of pretty much just made everything awkward you know it's just if you do need to argue and fight take it to the take it in private. You know, I had my second AC recently on a job and there was something going on with the DP and the AD and him and stuff like that. I remember he told me, dude, I'll be back in five. You know, five minutes for an, for a second to be gone. It's all the time. Yeah, yeah it's usually when everything's going to happen. Yeah. No yeah, worse yeah. is going to happen. But the way he said it and the look on his face, I was like, you know what, dude? I got it. Take your five. It's better to walk away than... Say what you want to say at that moment. Yeah. Now, speaking about second ACs, um, I know you second a lot when you were starting in, in the camera department. Um, what do you do to stay organized? As a second, just make sure everything that I need to, that needs to be labeled, all the filters, the lenses, have my utility Batman pack, <laughs> belt pack. Your belt pack. You know, make sure everything is clean, make sure I have enough air for stuff, and make sure my cart is ready on ready to go on the move it's always helpful as a second because i would use my cart as a lens cart and then have the first his cart for anything else that he needs keeping the top shelf ready for camera or whatever okay and as a first do you stay organized yourself or do you rely on your second to to keep you organized i like keeping one well, no, it depends if it's a if you know if this is a second that you always constantly work with, then you they know how exactly how you how you work. So like Danny, yeah, Danny's yes, we Very do rank on him about phone and stuff. But I could walk away from set knowing that if there's a fire, he knows exactly how to put it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and Danny's good at that, and and Zach, Zach is Zach. another one that he's. I come back to my cart and I'm like, whoa, yeah, I have a cart. <laughs> Because sometimes you know, you're you're just going so fast and you're trying to get you know get the camera to the DP as fast as you can where you know things just they start getting unorganized. Yeah, 
the greatest the great second ac is the ones you don't have to say anything to whereas do we need to change batteries are you charging batteries um bring me water you know that's a courtesy of course yeah. it's not a command or anything you know the ones the acs who are thinking like a first who have that nature of okay that caring nature and that nature of one day I want to become this. So I want to think like you. I want to act like you. So I want to move ahead of you. In a, in a, in a respect where I'm not trying to do your job. I'm not trying to take over. I'm just thinking. No, you're just making my job. A lot easier. Yeah, a lot easier. And, and I mean, I have worked with with camera camera PAs or, you know, seconds that, you know, you got to continue to tell them, hey, Please make sure the batteries change. Yeah, and that to me, that's one of my biggest things. Because if my camera turns off, it, they look at you. Yeah, I've, everyone, all eyes are on me. So um, that's definitely the most important thing that I want my second AC to to know Be and to handle and handle is batteries. Yeah, I never want my camera off. The worst, one of the worst things that I mean, there is worse things, but as in as a first, you know, you're pulling your focus. DP's operating, the actress, you know, delivering her lines, hit her mark, everything in the heavens are aligning. Camera shuts off. Yeah. Yeah, and that's happened. And that's happened to me, and that is one of those moments where I just start sweating. Yeah. And it's... It's not the greatest feeling on set. You just want to hide under a rock, but you can't because you the, shot, the show has to go on. So when seconds will move, at your speed and nature. Oh, thank you. You know? And then who are also... I mean, that's a different... You know, a whole different episode. But, you know, who are on top of their um, um, camera notes and are doing the yeah, slate correctly reports. and yeah. are... Yeah, I always know where their slate is at. Yeah. I think that's, that's, a, that's a big <laughs> issue sometimes where... I mean, because you're doing so many things as a second. Yes. Um, the slate is used for three seconds out of every, you know, yeah. every shot. So it's like... You know, they put it down somewhere and, you know. And, and keeping track of the right scenes and take and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and talking to the to the script supervisor. Um, just things that you don't, you as a first don't have to deal with. Um, but that you did. So you're, that you did, yeah. so, that's, so that when you do get a second, you teach him the correct manners and the correct um, job task. Yeah. Um, another thing Good with job. set etiquette, it's complying with silence. How many times? Not all the times, but how many times are you? F director yells action. You know, talent is doing their thing, and you hear whispers. Yeah, it's usually not from the camera department. <laughs> Sometimes from sound. Yeah, <laughs> and that's to me. I think I cringe the most when I see that because I'm like, man, like, dude, I just hit the, I just hit this sharp. But audio is off. Like, now I got to do this again. I yeah. don't want to do this again. This was hard. <laughs> this was hard the first time. <laughs> it is true. No, no, no. Very true. Imagine doing a one in a steady cam. Yeah. A four-minute piece, five-minute piece. And we had to do it all over again because someone was talking. Dude, I'd, I'd flip my shit. Because <laughs> sometimes, I mean, sometimes we have some, some pools that are like... Dude, how am I going to do this a second time? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So that's why it's like, it's it's sad when you're on a set and the AD has to, has to scream so that you can respect the set. You know, and that's why it's like, bro, whoa, are we kids? Is this a classroom? You yeah, know what I mean? We're in elementary school. Yeah, guys, 
We're here to work. You want to socialize? Go somewhere else. Yeah. Or wait for you know wait for lunch or wrap. Then you or, could or text each other. Because look, the, a, a lot of times on set, um, for you for you people that don't know, there's a lot of people sitting around. You know, not everyone is always working at every single minute. You know, you'll have your grips and your, you know, makeup artists or whatever. You know, while the shot is being you know done, you know, you can sit back and and wait till till it's your time to do your job. So. Man, just text. Yeah. Just text. Another set etiquette rule is knowing your place. In essence, stay in your lane. Yeah. There's a few productions where you're, well, I've been working on, and I want to say my two cents, but I've learned, you know what? This is not my job. This isn't my movie. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, you know. The longer you're in this industry, you know the people that you can, hey, hey, listen, I think we should do it this way. Yes. There, you know? There's a way up to go about it. Yeah. Where and you don't seem disrespectful or you want to see like you want to take over a scene. Yeah. And they understand you're trying to help them out, you know, so there's that that relationship with those type of people. Um, I mean, I have that relationship with, with Randy. You know, he, I can tell him, hey, look, we should do it this way. And if he says, oh, damn, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, no, we can't do that because... That's it. We don't get offended either way. Yeah. And that's it. But you can't do that with everybody because I've done that before where I didn't stay in my lane and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Because they look at you like, who are you? The like, how are yeah. you telling me how to do my job? Even though I wasn't trying to, I was trying to help you do it a little bit easier. Yeah. Stay your lane. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So speaking of knowing your place, one of the things I like to do when I work with new DPs is be, like, be upfront and honest. If I see something, do you want me to tell you, you know, and how much do you, how much feedback do you want from me? Yeah. You know, so that way I don't overstep and that way I don't, um, if we miss something, I don't get called out for it. I'd be like, Hey, look, you know, this shot, you know, you, 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 you did this, but the laptop wasn't open. And then the last scene, it was open. Yeah. You know, things like that where I don't make it public. I just told the DP, Hey, look, or if I have a problem, something happens, I always go to the DP and look, this happened, this and that. You want to tell the director or the AD what's going on, you know? That way I don't have to go. <laughs> no, yeah, and as as being in the camera department, you should never go above your boss. Yeah. And your boss is your DP. And that's why I don't want to, you know? You should never step into talking to the director. I mean, I go to jobs all the time, and if I say a word to the director, it's a miracle. Because yeah. I don't like to talk to the director. If I got to talk to them, I'm going to talk to, you know, either the AD, if I know them, or yeah. my DP. DP is usually the first one that I always go to because you don't know. You don't know how people are going to react. You know, there's a lot of people that just, you know, go off the hinges. And yeah. know, when you talk to them, it's like, oh, hold on, you know. Um, so that's why I try to just, you know, protect my space, be in my bubble, yeah. and only speak if I know. Not that I'm allowed, but... Knowing my place in the production. And if you're someone you work with constantly, then you know you can yeah. verbally be like, hey, look, this and that. But if it's somebody new and stuff, you're still trying to get to know them, stay in your lane. Yeah, I like you know? to I like to sometimes have on my monitor, like I'll have a different page for, um, <clears throat> for what's it called? For measuring light. Um, um, your exposures. 
Correct. Yeah. Sometimes I, you know, have a monitor where I'll have an extra page and I'll put my ex exposures assist for the DP and you know I'll check it here and then. Sometimes false colors. Yeah, your false colors. Just so sometimes you know you you they have that extra eye because since you're always looking at the monitor and they're looking at so many other things, you know sometimes they might be a little bit overexposed or a little bit underexposed. So you gotta you know just give them a little hey look you're a little to me it looks a little bit over. They say oh okay yeah let me lower it or not. Yeah, it's, you did. You did your part of you know kind of helping them, which that's what we're there for. You know, and it's funny. There's I, I just on a few instances instances where the PA knows more than the director. <laughs> oh man! And they're like, "Why?" Man? And I'm like, "Dude, you 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 want to sh you know share with them and sh tell them, dude, there's a lane, yeah, and you're driving on his, <laughs> and and you're." You're way in the back. <laughs> you <can't laughs> go. Yeah. yeah just. <laughs> the next set etiquette is rely on your crew. You know? Yeah. When you hire us as first, when you hire seconds and, you know, a data manager and stuff like that, there's people you recommend because those are the people you want to work with where you don't have to be explaining them to them step by step, detail by detail of what their task on set is. We were just talking about, you know, slating and... Um, keeping in track on track with the script scoop and then also making sure batteries are changed. You want to be focused on focus more than anything and not be thinking about those little things. Oh man, I forgot to uh, charge this one battery or return this cable or like you want to make sure that team management is set in place. Honestly. And when you need help, ask for it. You know, sometimes I feel like a second does so much that they might miss something or don't have time to do something. Communicate. Yeah. Hey, look, I wasn't able to do this. We'll figure it out together. Because yeah, back, back yeah. each other up. Exactly. Back each other up. If you if you make a mistake, you know, if you communicate it between your team, you know, we try to fix the problem together instead of you know, oh no, it was never point fingers. Yeah. Don't point fingers because that's I mean that we we're not in middle school anymore. There's a few times, I'll be honest, as a second AC, where the first, the first AC threw me under the bus. And I was like, wow, thank you. What did you do? Sucked it up. What was I going to do? Walk away? But my, my tone did change. I was more serious. Yeah. Yeah. W once you're not working as a team together, um, yeah. I feel your your motivation to work is, is diminished. You're, yeah. you're done. You're done for the day. You know, one of the recent jobs that I did, something broke, and I know it wasn't my fault, but I'm not going to go blame anyone else but me because I'm the one that's responsible. I'm the lead yeah. in yeah, the department. department. So who broke it? I did. Why did I break it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give me enough crafty. <laughs> but just take it. Um, there's no need to be pointing fingers. You know? Because yeah. one day it's going to come, it's going to come back and... You make the mistake, and that person's gonna, you know, back you up or yeah. or take the take the blame for it or whatever it might be, you know. So you, I mean, we're a small camera department, small. You yeah. know, we don't. The last thing you want to be doing is throwing throwing people under the bus. Yeah, and that goes not just for camera, but for any department. For any department. I've seen some really nasty pointing finger pointing <laughs> go on. It's funny, but not when it happens, because it just changes the whole entire side. Awkward, you know, art department forgot this and that. And they're like, I told you to bring this. Why didn't you bring that? You know, and it's just like, mm -hmm. wardrobe too, you know. It's just, no one is safe from this. Everyone's 
Yeah, have them go finger across pointed. the board. Yeah. You know, next to etiquette, don't move anything in which you're not in charge of. Yeah, yeah. Any um, stingers? Don't don't touch stingers unless yeah. you're allowed to touch stingers. Touch or even set that props. Yeah, props, props. Definitely don't touch. Props. You don't want to. <laughs> I uh, I I remember the camera was locked down on a lockdown, and we were doing a scene, and I was a second, and I wanted to go clean the lens, be useful, you know, you know, be the hero, not to be the hero, but you know, just be the useful yeah. second, you yeah. know. And I'm like, dude, you know, that's a lock up shot, and I'm like, <laughs> we had to do this shot again. Like, yeah, sorry. You know, sometimes it's it's always good to communicate across. Hey, lock off shot. Don't touch it. Put tape on it. You know, look across or don't move anything on set without speaking to the proper people because you just don't know if that soda can is supposed to be on set or that Starbucks coffee (laughs) (laughs) needs to be on set. Yeah, I'm sure the guy, the guy that missed that. Yeah, is kicking himself in the ass right now. You know, next thing, set etiquette, pay attention. The worst thing that could happen is when someone says something or makes a call and you're not paying attention. As a first or the second or any department, pay attention to what's going on. There's always, well, there's always a master scene or anything like that, you know. So you want to pay attention to what lenses and what angles you were you were covering and stuff like that. Because in order to go to your DP, like, I wasn't paying attention. What what are we doing next? What was the shot about? What yeah. was the dialogue coming? This and that. Or the DP comes and asks you a question and you don't know how to answer it. Yeah. You're just, you know, you're that deer in front of that car. Yeah. Um, let me ask you another question. Rap. What do you do when you rap? Um, and I'm not talking about your singing skills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when you rap at the end of the day, which is which is the best time of the day. Yeah, um, pretty much just get my things organized back because I, I try to find out when the martini shot is coming up, and I just try to make sure that the cases are already going to be lined up. So so that way I rap, I just start putting things back in their proper cases. And yeah, as you take take apart the camera, you you're make you're making sure it all goes into their same cases that they came out of. Yeah. Which comes back to organization. Yeah. Because if you're not organized at the beginning, it's just not going to be yeah. pretty. And you're going to get those calls the next day or the next two days. Oh, I'm missing this cable or I'm missing. Because since we work with so many little things. Yeah. And, and and if you're working with multiple cameras or multiple gear from different places, label it. You know, use your colors. That helps. Yeah, definitely when, when, when we worked on that, on that TV show, we had the three cameras. We all had our colors on everything. On everything. And then once I I was tasked with coming back after the rap party the next day. Or it was probably like two days later. Oh, it was probably like two days later. Um, we would have to take off all the stickers and put all the stuff where it went. And, you know, I mean, we're dealing with three cameras and it's two ACs. Yeah. Because you know, production at this point, they're like, all right, I'm done spending money. So they're like, all right, I'm going to hire one, you know, one AC to come in and take care of all three cameras. And, yeah, the wrap is is the easy part because you're just taking things apart and putting them away. But that's when things get lost. Yeah. And you want to make sure everything's secure because you're not taking it back to set. Whoever's driving the mo- the production truck is going to take it and you just load it in and load it out and they load it out. But you want to make sure everything is in their proper cases. And, if all- and it's also helpful to have an AKS case. 
Yeah. For some reason, something always is like, where does this go? Just throw it in the AKA case because it's better that for it to go back in a case than not to go back at all. Yeah. Yeah, and that's. I mean, at at the end of the day, the the whoever you're renting the gear from. I mean, as as a lot of your ACs know, you're they're gonna they're gonna check everything in. They're gonna make sure as long as it's in there and it's safe. Because if you're just throwing in cables and you know you're not taking care of them, you're gonna get charged for them. Yeah. So it's just eliminating well, production well and production then well, pr- but it just looks bad on on yeah. you because your department now just cost them, you know, one cable can cost a hundred, two hundred dollars. You know, so you're costing that production a lot of money. A camera plate four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. Easily. It's money. Yeah. Card mags. <laughs> if it's an RE card. Six seven hundred dollars. If it's a red card, two to three thousand dollars. I mean, those are the ones majority that I use here in Miami is red and Ari. Yeah, we don't really use um Panavision as an LA thing, and then um Sony Venice, which is kicking some butt down yeah. here. Yeah, they're doing big things. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the rap part. Now, let's talk about your favorite part, <laughs> which I'm sure you go to after rap, but I'm sure you go multiple times during the day. What's your etiquette for crafting? Um, just grab everything you want. You take stuff home. No, like no, I, not... I just grab. I just gra- I, I grab what I'm gonna use and when I'm when I'm gonna eat. And I, I wrap. I usually take you know a couple of water bottles home, not with me for the ride home. I try to stay away from soda unless it's like a late call, late wrap. Yeah, and I'm gonna take something sugar and stuff. A little extra energy. Yeah. But other than that, crafty's there for me all day. By that time, I just want to go to sleep. I don't want anything else. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Thanks for listening to the Camera Department Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to our Instagram at the Camera Department Podcast. If you would like to be part of our podcast, please make sure to send us an email to info at thecameradepartmentpodcast.com or just send us a message on our Instagram. And I'll add some more stuff to our Instagram about set etiquettes. A couple more things that I think are very important and essential for all of us to remember and not forget. Thanks, guys, for listening. Take care.